Many people have problems with art and not with reality. So what is art different? It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your head. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. Bring it. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. My name is Ondo. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. Is everybody enjoying this late summer weather here in Copenhagen? Talking to strangers about it? Today we have the poet, translator, and artist extraordinaire, Morten Sønergaard, on the show. And we had a great sit-down on a beautiful deck on a sunny day at the Louisiana Museum here in Denmark. We were looking out over the water, listening to the waves, watching people swim, and we talked about words, art, and life. It was glorious. He is a poet-slash-artist who is relentlessly searching for new paths in his work and uh, isn't really held down by format along the way. If you don't know his work, then you're in for a real treat. He's word-based in his practice, but in reality, so much more. He is constantly trying to move words from the page and out into the world. It's, uh, it's fascinating stuff, really. So you can look forward to that. In other news, uh, you know, life is certainly galloping along, no? There's a couple of shows I want to recommend seeing this week. The main one being No Joke by former guests of the show, Asker Carlson and Roger Ballen, the South African artist. The show is actually called No Joke. And uh, if I know either of them as well as I think I do, then it's going to be a delightfully fucked up world that they bring to you. That's at uh, our friend's V1 Gallery this week, opening on Friday. There's also a new gallery which has recently opened called Copenhagen Outsider Art Gallery, which I think is a really interesting addition to the landscape here. Their first show has already opened, but be sure to go and check that out. I think it's definitely something different. I'm looking forward to uh, getting to know what they do a little better in the future. We'll obviously have links to both of those on the show notes for this episode. The final bit of business is that if you still want to hear more of my yapping, you just can't get enough. And more specifically, if you want to hear me speak my uh, circus Danish, as they call it, then uh, check out a talk for the Copenhagen Photo Festival, which I moderated. That was this summer, which is about photography and the art market. There will also be links up for that, so check it out if you like. And uh, ever onwards, I'll leave it up to Morton to say the rest. Please enjoy our talk. But wait, so you don't speak Italian regularly? I do speak Italian, I would say every day, but it's it's not um, it's not my first language. I I like this being in language. You can say uh, a lot of switching back and forth. Exactly, and in and especially you get aware of the 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 cracks. <laughs> all the things that are in between and sometimes I forget what language I'm speaking mm-hmm. uh, which is a wonderful feeling do you find that there's certain things that are much easier to say in certain languages I've been living in Italy for eight years with my family and I noticed that we often used words uh, from I- Italian 
in the Danish language because right, it exactly. is, this just worked better. And the kids often switched to um, Italian when they were fighting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I swear in Italian. I find that Italian is the best language so <laughs> exactly. far for swearing. And I think that's why they use uh, Italian for opera. And the gestures. And yeah, culo, you exactly. know, like that whole it, it, it is a really, um, it is a, a language that, that is a, it's an, yeah, it's, it's an opera language. And, and that, that's why they use it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of it's it's kind of a good place to start because I feel like so much of what you do and what language is about is this in between thing. Sure. Finding finding these strange little alleyways between the main roads of language, of of thought, of ideas, of of uh, communication, et cetera, et cetera, and that you know that's the beautiful thing about living partially in Denmark, living partially in Italy, about speaking three or four different languages, that whole thing is because you do find these sort of little pockets that are that are separated and, and, and Yeah, you're so right. I mean that's that's also how the way I, I view it. Um and I'm I'm kind of looking for those cracks and those uh, in between um areas where where language doesn't really fit you can say or i think actually you every language is is good enough for, for whatever you need right but, and you start somewhere yeah but, but i mean you can write poetry in all languages you can it's it's not that language in itself has limits but there is a nice it's actually the 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 question about translation you can say uh, when you move things from one language to another you get aware of what language does to you right and there's a weird thing about literal translations when you start saying oh well um what's a good example uh i don't know i always i, I like to make fun of danish uh because english is my first language but they have these things uh oh like one of the ones i really like is they say hello lurke hmm. when they actually just mean hit you know yeah. good luck and happiness yeah, i guess or that? does yeah. it succeed you know so i'm thinking like okay so hey do you know where 711 is mm -hmm. uh yeah it's over there uh, good luck and lifelong happiness <laughs> you know it just strikes me as such a weird you know even though that's not really what it means that's what in my mind when i translate it to english that's what it means and uh and those things kind of continually come up sure. as you explore new languages sure. Sure, and when you are in another language uh, than your own, you can say um, you 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 constantly bump into language. I mean, language is there is physically. That's right. That's absolutely right. We just had a visit from Italy, and I spoke Italian for three or four days, and it's hard. It feels like you're having physical interactions. Exactly. Like it, I'm yeah. tired afterwards. Yeah. And this tiredness is interesting. I think, um, and and. Uh, And you 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 see uh, when you translate the 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 text actually some somehow becomes naked in between the two languages and um, and it's interesting to see what what does not fit in the new language in the target language right and when you try to mash one language into another and exactly. it just doesn't go in the hole you want it to go into exactly. there's a way to say yeah. it but it's not the way you're trying yeah. and that's a wonderful thing i think it's <laughs> yeah. it's the best problem we have yeah 
So what was it like before you spoke other languages, when you just spoke Danish? Were you thinking of language in the same way? I think I always had a problem with language in a way that um, I am not the best spelling person in the world. And uh, when I grew up uh, going to school, it was um, always this language was there as a almost physically barrier. I I have an image I like um, that you know when you want to say something, uh, even in a poem, uh, it can be like you are a bee, you know, flying against um, uh, uh, the the window, mm. and you you keep on trying to 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 say what you want and you just hit this this transparent barrier and suddenly somebody might open the the window and you just go you know and you without go, knowing it without knowing it and yeah. and and i like uh, to think about language as something as a window you 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 just you bump into it and then sometimes you can only see the window itself mm. but then you can see what's beyond it um and and as a kid i was always having this trouble of of saying things uh but i think that is actually also why i became a poet because this little weird um era in my brain makes me constantly think of other ways to reach the target mm. uh, so i have to constantly go other ways around that's funny cuz usually you'd think that being you know having trouble in school with language i'm also a terrible speller yeah. uh would be something which would uh keep you away from writing yeah. or keep you away from um oh i don't know being interested in words and language mm. i guess for some people it is like that but i think in my and you in your case um it's something that it it becomes very physically and 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 you are constantly emerged in language or you feel you know outside of language mm -hmm. and um when i write a good poem which only had happened one or two <laughs> times in my life i really feel okay now i am in the world i'm finally in the world there's a correspondence between me and the world and so and then that's why i'm keep trying you mm. know it's it's a way to gain access to the world for me magic is hard you know <laughs> yeah. it's hard to make magical spells and uh, yeah yeah in a way it is magic and i think poetry has a root in magic um in the way of trying to in, enchant yeah. and 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 like the shaman trying to to yeah gain access to the world right unlock something unlock yeah yeah i mean i feel like um i feel like i have the potential to write well but whatever for whatever reason i don't want to fight with it you know and it seems like your your attitude would be a good way to look at how do i say it you know it's it's like it's like any problem in life if you can either you can either tackle it as an insider or an outsider in a way mm -hmm. so if you look at it as an outsider then there's a special toolbox you have which a lot of people don't have mm -hmm. you know and so when people usually avoid problems maybe it's better just look at it as 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 you're coming around the other side sure sure i mean the detour is very interesting and to to arrive straight is not so interesting um so i like to take you know the long way home mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. instead of of going straight to the 
target. And I think that's also what we do in poetry. We, we, we kind of make a detour in language because if it was about what what is the point in the poem, it's not really that. It's like in music, you, you, you can't really say what, what is music right. about right, or right, what is right. the meaning of music, but but you can definitely you have to go back and listen to it or you have to read the poem again in order to to get the point right and and the 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 act of doing it explains the presence of it in a way sure. you know like yes. no one has to say like why does music exist what do we do music for mm. nobody gives a fuck like that's not the point yeah. <laughs> you know exactly um, but what did you did you I mean, do you, were you interested in this from the beginning? Did you grow up thinking, I'm going to grow up and be a poet? Or, uh? I mean, somehow I always wanted to write because it was like the thing that was in front of me. And But I would say my first experience with kind of framing the world was through photography. Hmm. So I, I very early I was having a camera and I was making photos and I think this framing uh, especially one day I remember you know going out in the snow fields and photo take photos of trees this okay you can suddenly you can you can you can leave the rest of the world out and uh, it was just very interesting and that was this this kind of way way of looking at the world that was suddenly very interesting to me mm. and um, and and then I mean, I kept kept writing, and 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 it just—I never thought of myself of doing other things than than writing or, yeah, pursuing this this um, look. You can mm. say this frame. What was the reality of that situation? You know, because I know that Denmark mm. is very much, um, you know, it's very much set up in in paths. So you're like I uh, I like working on things. Well, you're going to go to technical school. Yeah. And I am into studying, so you're going to go to gymnasium. You know, and so it's it's actually not very clear like the art path is a very very thin small it line. Is, it is. It and is. it's really, you yeah. know, I I learned that when I came here. You know, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to go to art school." And then I was like, "Oh, wait a second. This is not at all what I thought it yeah. would be." And so I imagine there's a lot of people where it's hard to fit into that little, that little one lane, one one bike lane going down through yeah, the forest. That's called the arts in yeah, Denmark. It's a very interesting question. Uh, talking about bikes, I think I had the feeling, you know, of being on a bike that was too big and it has uh, these wobbly wheels <laughs> right, and, right. and it didn't have air in the t- uh, tires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, uh, but I just. You know, I wanted to go there, so I just kept, you know, kuchung, biking. Kuchung, yeah, yeah, kuchung, yeah, exactly. Kuchung. And uh, somehow I, I, I managed to go far enough that I couldn't do anything else. You know, like I was just on. That. Fuck it, this is yeah, what I do this now. This is what I do. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, but there's still some <laughs> somewhere <laughs> missing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, I just was. Ne- I never looked to the sides, mm. uh, but but I think also this this. Yeah, you know, in the school I was often, you know, outside of the school class <laughs> instead of inside, and I, sure. I would spend my time in, in, you know, doing other things, detouring somehow. Did you go up around Copenhagen? Or? No, I, I actually I was I'm born in Copenhagen, but I um, I spent my time in the Middle Island of Denmark. Okay, Fyn, Fyn, yeah, which and Odense, which is a horrible place. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then I moved back to Copenhagen, and yeah. From well, there. I'll tell you, as someone from outside of Denmark, yeah. I think Oats is all right. I, mean, okay, I, I wouldn't okay. want to live yeah. there, but I didn't. No. I don't hate it. No, no, no. I, I mean, growing growing up is not right. Uh, yeah, we right. can talk about that right. another time. But, uh, but the uh the there is here something which is a pretty tremendous resource which is the uh the writers school. Sure. Sure. And that is a a small educational yeah. line but it's very um important we it could is. say. Yeah. As far as I understand it's yeah. it's it's considered it's considered the thing to do. If yeah. you're going to be a writer you go yeah. to the writers yeah. school. And if you don't get in, I don't know. You work at a cafe. That's what you. That's the choices you have. But uh, did you end up? Did you go there? Yeah, I did. I did go there, and uh, I went to the university looking for other people that wrote poems, and I didn't find anybody there. Here in Copenhagen. In Copenhagen, yeah. yeah. And then this writing school was at that time it was pretty new, and I was lucky to get in uh, right away. And uh, at that time, the founder of the school was a really charismatic poet um, and it was yeah it was a totally change of life for me mm. uh, you were you were accepted as a poet from the day one and you had to, of course to prove your your way but um, do, do like what years are we in approximately uh, this was in this was 25 years ago for me okay uh, so it's in so early late, 90s, uh, late yeah, 90 in the 90s Okay. 1990 and uh, but I I, I, I uh, it was fantastic time for me and I suddenly got a lot of friends who wrote poems I, I was looking for it uh, milieu mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I found it I mean the first time I went to an art school I think I was high for like a week just that feeling of being there for the first time everybody's yeah. there for the same reason instead of being the weird fuck off kids in the corner you are all of a sudden with a bunch of people who uh who are doing you know and after a while it simmers down you realize everybody's the same old asshole everywhere you go <laughs> but but that that feeling at first uh, you know and that's the importance it speaks to the importance of having some sort of uh, milieu like you say some sort of group uh that 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 you can bounce off of exactly and 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 i think it was actually pretty hard uh, tone you know you could really get uh, destroyed uh, but and then afterwards it was uh, it was a piece of cake getting reviews in the newspaper because of the the yeah the tone was really really hard but i found it uh, extremely interesting also because it was not about writing it was more about reading. Mm. So it was actually a reading school. So you get to read your own text in a new way. And you, I was exposed to literature I didn't know the existence of. And That's actually really important. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the reading uh, and the, 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 the doors that were open to me, uh, I mean, in literature and, and in art in general was was just what I needed at, right. at that time. And it's really good to get smacked around a bit. Too. Exactly. Exactly. Like being in a pinball machine. Yeah. yeah because exactly. you, you, you're not always going to be good and you need someone to tell you when you're not good so you can go ahead and try to be good. You know, or at least develop what's good yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, but did you find then that, that, that going to that school kind of solidified your space uh, you in Denmark as a writer was that you know because it's kind of like here there's there's the whole 
you know, art education, once you're done with mm. that, you're ex- kind of accepted as an artist. You are at least in the... Yeah, the rules, the, 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 the school still plays a lot of... Uh, it has a lot of... Um, it plays an important role. But I think um, it was... I think it was more difficult at that time. Now it's... Well, I don't know. I mean, I was lucky I could publish just after the school, but it's not um, it's not given in any way. Right. But now there's many writing schools also in, in, in Denmark. You mm. have a lot of schools and and people go there. Um, Private ones yeah, and yeah, smaller and, ones. And high schooler. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think... Yeah. Um, it's 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 also it was so nice to stop there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's it so was, absolutely. It true. was so nice to get out of there. You yeah. know, you had feeling that people were with their fingers in your brain, and, and mm-hmm. you just want to be a little on your own. And then, and, and um, I so, think I think education should work like that. I think when you start, it should be the most exciting thing you've exactly. ever done, and when you leave, it should also be the most yes. exciting thing. Done. That was the way it was for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens, you know, afterwards? Then you, then I. Yeah, then I started to publish, and I was lucky to publish for a long time there, uh, and we did many things, and also we we kind of founded a little, uh, I don't know, a literary school or something mm. for for a moment, uh, which was called Øverste uh, Kirurgiske means upper surgery, mm. um, where we it was like an anarchist uh, movement in Danish literature uh, for a year or two. And was it a school or was it a group? It was a group. Okay, yeah. We had a magazine and 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 uh, we also did this um, encyclopedia, not in that group but in another group you can say, mm. uh, which was an encyclopedia um, with the idea of putting the words that doesn't come into normal encyclopedias mm. or poet poetically. Dif- Po- po- poetical uh, definitions of uh, of uh, for instance the word yes or right. uh, no and um, all the things that doesn't go into normal encyclopedia again those alleyways in yes exactly the, the cracks roads. yes yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. and um, and it became a huge success in Denmark hmm. um, so you know it 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 unfolded slowly and nicely hmm. for me but but. Um, I think uh, I've always been a little slow in things. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and it's nice actually because uh, then the expectations is not on you know on you and and right. and I like that that things are taking its time. Yeah, well, I mean that's the tremendous thing about maybe having some sort of um, system in place. Some sort of support system. So you can can write something and then decide it needs to be thrown away and start over. And and this has to be said. We we are so spoiled in Denmark about the support system. I live in Denmark and when I was in Denmark, we we just took it for for granted. But when I moved to Italy, when you told them about the Arts Council, they looked at you and said, what? Right. That's not real, right? No. the, The state's give you money yeah. i mean they they couldn't understand it and 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 it's 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 a uh, it's it's it might be the world's best yeah i think so 
and we are very we're very spoiled in that way and 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 yeah all over scandinavia this mm. this system works until now there are of course many people who want to 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 change it but it's part of the social democracy idea that that art should be supported uh, and art is important to yeah to have as um as part of other welfare states uh, right part of the cultural, cultural uh, life yes, of a country yes, yeah. yeah i mean that is kind of the problem with somewhat of a um americanization of you know of, of politics yeah. and ideas and liberalization and such and uh i don't i don't know the answer either no way, it's something we we have to talk about it a lot i think it's something that should be debated every day because it's not a given thing um and art should also you know prove it's it's right. it's uh, there needs to be push on both exactly directions. exactly so so many i think many danish artists are too spoiled <laughs> they 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 just it's just a, the joke is that if you have two artists meeting up, they, the first thing they will talk about is how can we get support, you know? Right. And uh, I think sometimes, yeah, it's not completely false. No, that joke. No, no. Unfortunately, and it's weird. It is weird because you know, coming from America, you know, there's also zero support there. Yeah. But it's a very dynamic situation. There's a lot of really great stuff being done, but it is literally sink or swim you know and if you can't somehow become financially viable you may just spend your whole life uh working all the time and barely being able to do what you love i mean to give an example i just got this uh, lifetime grant which right. yeah which is an incredible thing for Congratulations. me for 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 every Danish artists and there exists this possibility that there are 250 grants mm -hmm. that you are having uh, payment every month right you're basically secured financially yeah it's, it's, it's not a full monthly salary but it's, it's maybe a half month right. and then you you don't have to prove anything you, you, you they just give it to you and and it's until you're fucking die you know right. and and uh, it's amazing because but it only happens to people who have literally worked yeah you know 30 years yeah. on something yeah. and been a, a, a an absolutely integral part of the cultural life yeah. of the country it doesn't happen to 22 years no then you can apply for it it's 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 right. impossible to apply and somebody has to die in order for you oh, to oh there's get only a limited number yeah, of spots yeah this 250 uh, okay. uh, people and and do they if, tell you who's you got Yes, actually. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. So it's like a vampire. Right, thing. right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, but that's just to, to tell you how how things can be. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, the system, yeah, it needs to be it needs to be constantly checked. Sure. But it works. Yeah. In its yeah. foundation, yeah. it yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, uh, you just go to any other country and tell them what the opportunities mm. are, yeah. and they lose their shit. Yeah. Um, but what happened? You you eventually moved to Italy. I, yeah, I mean, it was part of a uh, linguistic uh, experiment. You can say it was. Um, it was. It's now. It's. 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 Uh, yeah, it's almost twenty years ago, mm. and 
our idea uh, we had a common idea to move and and out of our language you and your wife yeah, yeah to see how what what effect will it have my my former wife was is also a writer mm. so what with what will happen to our language moving out and there was we okay we, let's go for half a year and we stayed eight years uh, eventually but um And I would say it was really interesting. I knew Spanish. I was translating Borges, and and uh, I, my Spanish was quite good. Then mm. I'm in Italy, and I couldn't speak the language. And you know, the silence was really interesting. <laughs> and and you felt like, yeah, you are again unable to speak. Right, that physical barrier. Yeah, and it was this like putting yourself again in this almost being a baby uh, learning mm. to speak mm -hmm. and um, and it's a situation I really like and it's a, it's a fascinating threshold this when what happened just there in this you know when you're starting to say something and what's just these small sounds just before meaning comes uh, yeah all these <laughs> you know all these attempts to say something right and um and this is uh, where i like to be right uh, so was that was that the experiment is that what you found out <laughs> um yeah i think that was part of it and and uh, and the 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 first two books I wrote there was about that, you can say. Uh, and you were still writing in Danish at the time. Yeah, and, and I'm writing in Danish. Uh, I like to do sound works also, and those are often, you know, about this wanting to say something. Mm. And and also in my uh, more experimental work, it has been, it has, yeah, it has been around this saying or this trying to say something for instance I did a piece where I took uh, my DNA as part of my DNA and uh, wrote with the words I could find in that DNA sequence and, and this noise uh, the junk DNA and, and so on and also this work about the suture line which is the line we have in the skull Uh, um, the one, uh, yeah, uh, is it the one that goes like this. Yeah, it's, it's like going, yeah, of? going on our skull. We have this line, right. and it looks like a graph or a, mm. a writing somehow, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean anything. Uh, but it it has clearly a meaning, <laughs> since each of our writings <laughs> are individual. Mm. Um, so I'm looking for those, you know, pre. Pre uh, or, or even asymic, uh, asymic writings in the body uh, and around us. Well, that's the thing I kind of really notice about your work is that although you are clearly a poet and a writer, you are constantly trying to pull language out of its traditional place mm. and put it into. Uh, from the fine art world, I'm going to say sculptures, but also sound, uh, video, mm. performance, uh, and just and just recontextualizing words, language, uh, you know, rhetoric, philosophy of language, all that sort of stuff. And as as a visual artist, I find that very interesting. Mm. This this 
this constant interplay between physicality of something which is decidedly not physical, although hmm. you argue it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for instance, my word pharmacy is a way to make words really, you know, physically. Right, <laughs> and that's what I first saw and what <laughs> yeah. drew my attention yeah. to your work. Yeah, so, so, but yet language is not uh, physically, so that could be like... Yeah, as you said, is um, in a way the core of my uh, my work. Trying to debate that, mm. you know, and um, maybe because of this, you know, initial uh, struggle with language, um, right? That it feels maybe more physical. The blocks. Yes, yes. I mean the boxes and the the, but yeah. Doing the, the 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 metaphor with a bike again. I mean, if you're on the bike, it could be language as a bike. Mm -hmm. You, as long as it just goes, you you don't think about the bike. It's, it's just working. As, but as soon as you hit a, a stone and and you're the air get out, then the bike is becomes really physical to you. Right. It, it becomes something. It, it becomes an object. And I think that's that's my situation right right <laughs> often you know and and with the with the word pharmacy um it was also a very personal um work because in my childhood there was a lot of pills and my father uh is uh, um he works with language he, he's he's teaching danish mm. and i really thought that uh, that pronouns was the same as prozac You know, I, I just thought it was it was a medication, and so when I when I when I wanted to do my word pharmacy, it was such a natural thing. But I see people react to it um, as something. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe it clears up things for them. Uh, yeah, well, it helps kind of like structuralize. It also depends yeah. on whether you're a visual person or not. You know, because sure. I'm very yeah. much a visually yeah. based, like learning. I do my best learning, like you know, seeing. Yeah. Uh, and and it does help. Uh, like I'm terrible at grammar, so in a weird way, it's <laughs> yeah. really nice just yeah. to be like, yeah, yeah substitutes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. check yeah. it out. That's yeah, what yeah. that looks like. That yeah. box is yeah. that color. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and exactly. uh, and and that's uh, exactly. why I found it so tremendous yeah. because uh, creating, uh, making the invisible visible. Is almost always good. Yes, and and um, and I mean the here the the the, the words. I mean, there's nothing in the box. Uh, I thought a, a lot about should I put, you know, M and M's or anything in there. But that would go against the idea of language. I would say. So what what's in the box is just the leaflet where that explain about. How to use the word? What is the side effect of pronouns? And uh, and it looks like one of the ones you get in a box of medicine. The the exactly. typography yeah. is the same. Yeah. The, the type of paper yeah. is the same. That whole yeah. thing it yeah. looks exactly yeah. like one of those uber long exactly that you never you, that you never read right. And you get a headache just looking <laughs> yes. at it. And you get all the side effects. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so it's about you know if you're pregnant, can you use um, Adjectives and uh, where to right. store them and so on. Right, right. Uh, so actually, I got you know many gifts from this simple operation mm. of, of of crossing two languages, the language of um, of medicine and the language of grammar. And when I started to work on my word pharmacy, I didn't know I was not a good 
good in grammar at all, you know. So it was a teaching process for me as well. Did you get better at grammar? Of course I did. Wow. I mean, I, I, I now I know what isn't uh, an article, you know. I, I, I gotta get know one that. of those. I didn't know that <laughs> uh, when I started on that. And and being a poet, you are often, you know. Um, you're often expected to know these things, but I'm not. Of course not. I'm, I'm just using language. Right, because words that, function that, differently yeah, for yeah, everybody. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not an expert in grammar at all. Mm. Do you do any teaching? No, not really. And I'm not so good at teaching, I would say. And I, if I say yes to a teaching class, I just look at the watch all the time. Mm. Um, but but I like to, to talk to people like mm. we do now. And then... Right. And, and I think that's the best way, and that's how I learn a lot about art, was talking to other artists. And I've been lucky, especially in Italy, to, to, to be around artists and, and had many nice talks there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's something that kind of seems to come up again and again at the moment. Uh, I've been getting emails from an artist in Seattle yeah. um, who is very frustrated about the way things are and you know uh, his work and uh you know the art scene in seattle and stuff mm -hmm. and and i i, I just kind of told him you know i'm i'm no better off than you are first of all yeah. you know and maybe it looks like something but but whatever it is it's not <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh but also that like you just gotta you you gotta do it yourself and yeah. if you go and you talk to people and you find people and and, and you know don't sit in your al in your studio all day long. Go out, yeah. talk to people, discuss ideas, build something. If no one will show your work, get a closet to show your work in. You know, even Hans Ulrich Obrist, the most famous curator in the world, his first show was in his kitchen. You know, and 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 you know that just came from him talking to artists. And you know, his first show was in his kitchen, but it had Christian Boltensky as one of the artists, one of the most you know famous artists in the world, arguably. So, so the point is really like to create. You you have to create that world because your work will not necessarily carry itself. As good as it as good as it is, it's probably it needs needs something else to help carry it, some sort of wave to ride something. And. uh you know, and that's interesting about moving. You moved to Italy. Uh, did you feel like I was a step backwards in terms of uh, of, of that world? Of I mean, well, being a poet, you don't. It's 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 you. You know, you don't sell anyway. You don't. <laughs> you know, you don't. There's nothing you lose anyway. Right, right, so right. so, but um, I must say, I was lucky to to bump into a lot of people in Italy, and. Of, and they were all sculpture people, so they were working with uh, materials. And I, I was very envious of their kitchen <laughs> of things, you well, know. The tools. The tools. Yeah. They, they, they needed, you know, a truck to move the things. I, had, I could press send on an email, you know, file, and then they would be on my editor's desk. Right. But, but um, they needed, a, you know, heavy tools heavy trucks heavy things and then i started to say okay maybe i could do the same you know maybe i could take a piece of marble and uh, put it on <laughs> on the kitchen table and say uh, see you in the square in five minutes <laughs> right <laughs> love morton right uh, and and so that's how it uh, it all started with this uh, with this uh, writing in marble so doing 
you know, shopping lists and, 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 and all sorts of things. Right, somewhat banal things, but in yeah, marble. Yeah, yeah. And it has to do again with the material so, and, 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 and velocity. So, if you print something on, on a very thin paper in a very tiny uh, writing, then it becomes something. Right. Uh, like a medical leaflet. Or if you print um, a thing on if you print something on in or sculpt something in marble mm. then it has it bears another meaning so it's 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 about playing with um, with uh, who's who's saying this right and what's and the context what is the context what is the material what kind of meaning does the material carries with it and uh, well that's very sculptural yeah that's the yeah. kind of things that yeah. sculptors are uh, negotiating constantly sure Sure. Uh, what do I make this out of? And yeah. what does that mean for the idea behind it? And in that sense, language is exactly the same. Yeah. What, is the, what is the vehicle which carries the exactly. idea? Exactly. Uh, what does that do yeah. in yeah. terms of the yeah. expression? And this is something I really, really find fascinating, that, that uh, meaning also comes from the material. Hmm. Uh, of course, if you print a poem on, on a piece of paper, but if you do... Yeah, other things to it. Uh, well, right even now, the difference I'm, I'm between a book and a printout. Yeah, yeah. There's, also, there's that. a big difference yeah, right yeah, there. It's huge difference. Same text. Sure, 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 sure. And right now, I'm I'm working on a big uh, floor with writing, and I also did a huge wall in Copenhagen with uh, with writing on and 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 with light and so 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 suddenly the the dimensions the the. The materials—they uh, do something to the words, and I just find it—it's—it's it's so interesting, and and um, yeah, in a way, it, it some sometimes I think it's even more interesting than 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 paper. But but I think the books will always be the backbone in my work. The books or the words? <laughs> the words. Yeah. The words. Right, yeah. that would that would be my yeah. guess too. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing about poetry is that it's one of those things that nobody really knows what to do with. Yeah. It's <laughs> right? like a sculpture; right. nobody knows where to put it. Yeah. Right, but at least there's a gallery, right? Yeah, you yeah, have yeah, a gallery, yeah. and then there's some sort the of understanding about like you make this, someone might show it to the public someone mm. might even buy it you know mm. but but poetry it's like well we'll put it in a bookstore where there's uh, you know mm. uh, lonely planet travel books yeah. too you know it doesn't necessarily have its own space no, well until now in, in major bookstores there is always a section of poetry and I like to think about this section in all the bookstores in the world as a path mm. you know you can really go there and uh, that's where I go in the bookstore right. um, well that's where the quality of a bookstore makes a huge difference too sure sure whether it's a chain sure uh, huge store which yeah. obviously doesn't sell that many no. poetry books no. versus but often they're there right. I mean they're there Italy has great bookstores yeah they have fantastic oh bookstores they have a good book culture still yeah. Yeah. but it's very much in Italian it's harder to find yeah and they translate a lot so so um, because they are very bad in English, <laughs> uh, so so they have to translate. They're getting better. Like, They're getting better, but uh, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's it is it's it's actually in this case uh, a, a big advantage. Right, right. Because you have more access. Then. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you think? I mean, 
again, I'm, I'm so fixated on the sculptural elements of yeah. this. Uh, and that kind of, it's what I keep coming back to as a visual person. But uh, do you feel like you're just getting started with this sort of exploration? Or, sure, or? yeah. That's, that's really the feeling I have. And, yeah. and that's also um, maybe why I find it so interesting right now to go you know, out of the books. Um, but I think I always had that feeling, you know, whenever stayed in my work that I'm just starting mm. and and I'm just learning and I'm just you know just you know came into the room because right. um, it'd really be fucked up otherwise in a weird way you know if you got so used to it to the point I'm just talking about practice in general as an artist if it wasn't sort of bewildering the whole time it would be uh, it may not be fun anymore I mean, for whatever reason Probably, it may not work yeah, anymore yeah. at least that's how I feel and and, and, and I think that's also why I keep going in new directions uh, in order to do something that I don't know. Right. And I can get wiser or can get, you know, learn. And that's what I want. But um, but I keep, you know, writing poetry just for myself or for... That's kind of the backbone. Mm. But, but, but this new field i'm discovering um it's very interesting and i also have a gallerist suddenly you know right which you is uh, are crazy. a visual artist now yeah, in a way it's crazy yeah. and, and 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 looking into this whole art scene is is also quite bizarre mm. because new uh, rules uh, work there and uh, and i can i feel privileged because i don't have i don't have to to <laughs> to uh, uh, I don't have to 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 go by the, their rules, so so. That's nice. Yeah. But again, small alleyways. <laughs> you know, it's all about finding those holes, those cracks in the yeah. system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you are. Uh, you know, I would be tempted to call you a visual artist. Well, a lot of things I do now is is visual based. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's no doubt about it. No. Words are the yeah. foundation. Sure. That I'm word based. Right. Like. People are based on, you know, do oil painting or, you know, I'm based on words. That's your material. Yeah, yeah. And do you think that is uh, very much affected by the fact that you hung out with a lot of sculptors and, uh, and visual artists? Hmm. Hmm. Huh. I think I keep going back to this threshold threshold I was talking about before where you start to say something mm. you know this this moment of articulation this moment of coming into form or coming into to 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 something that you can you can see right maybe. right coming from the invisible to the visible uh, uh, and that's where I like to be and I like to come from that side um, not the other way around. Well, the nice thing is that both of those things can affect each other. So the making of physical works can uh, can affect the way you write, and that will That's probably true. yeah that will you know eventually at some point that'll probably make some sort of mm. I don't want to call it a switch, but it'll mm. it'll start 
you know, you'll start probably going back more into books yeah. and written. Uh, that's what I see now that that they're actually going the other way from from the visual right. uh, things are flowing back, right. and that's very interesting. By the way, do you know any good um, word-based artist who will be a you know a person working with words that you like and you find interesting? Well, the one that immediately comes to mind is Lawrence Wiener. Yes, that's also... Yeah. I yeah. cannot claim I love his work, though. Yeah. I think it was a little bit before my time, and yeah. it's a little too esoteric, mm. just speaking objectively mm. about it. Um, there is a fair amount of photography that uses words. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, I really like the way Dwayne Michaels... Mm-hmm. Hand writes. He's a photographer and he makes stories. Uh-huh. He makes uh, often, you know, maybe five photos in a row that tell a narrative. Yeah. And then he would hand write on the photos underneath. Okay. Uh, you've maybe actually probably seen them. I saw him in uh, San Francisco, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely an <gasps> yeah. older gentleman yeah. now, yeah. but he, yeah. he has very it, yeah. touching, yeah. beautiful yes. photography, which is very It was very, very touching, poetic. actually. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's probably somewhere that I would, mm. I would go. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. There's a San Francisco artist named Daniel, either Gutierrez mm. or uh, Guerrero or something like that, who mm. who has a book called uh, "Things You Can See When You Have a Hand Grenade," <laughs> okay. uh, which I very much enjoyed, wow. and that was very word based. He uh, he mm. built a or he proposed this huge sculpture which would go over Third Street in San Francisco, mm. which was where the MoMA is, the mm. Museum of Modern Art, which used to be a very poor neighborhood. Mm. And he proposed this huge neon sign which would go over like four lanes mm. of traffic, which said, "This is a nice neighborhood." Oh wow, nice, nice. And nice. Uh, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, of course, they weren't having it. The city yeah. said no. But that kind of Great. that what kind nice of use piece. of words, what I really nice like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. And I think a lot about using words in my own work, yeah. but it's tough. I mean, you also have many artists. I mean, like uh, painters that that write things. You know, which can be often banal. You know, silencio. And, right. You know, or even on Kawara's yeah. date paintings. They're they're actually also very interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, sometimes. Words just function as a kind of uh, you know add-on, but it for me it's more important that it is the core. And um, there's a lot of bad art with words. Too, exactly, I guess. that's <laughs> what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That yeah. that uh, you just throw them in as, as something yeah. you know you can. Then it gets deep. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a, a terrible story. When I went to art school, we had to take every. We had to take foundations, so it was yeah. 2D, 3D, 4D, all that sort of stuff. I had to take painting classes, mm. even though I knew I was interested in photography. So my first painting in my first painting class was an abstract, uh, terrible color thing where I wrote 1-800-DIVORCE in the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see. And I was smart enough to know it was bad, but I wasn't smart enough to make anything better. Mm. You know, And I remember the teacher, just the look on his face, where he had to be like, well... You know, like this isn't completely invalid, but this is pretty awful. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think words often are, are misused in that sense because exactly. for you, you're exactly. doing research with words, yeah. whereas other people are like, "Well, I can't say it otherwise, so I'll just go ahead and write it." Exactly, and then it becomes banal often. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm. Uh, but uh, I don't think I don't think that's a problem for you because you're coming at it from it's physical from the beginning. Mm. Yeah, and I think I deeply believe that words is, I mean, they count. They are important. They are, they are, they are, you know, 
the most important somehow you know so 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 i don't i hope i don't just throw them around i mean it's it's words mean something mm. Mm. do you hang out with other writers i do and i have many friends that are writers and it's a very important dialogue and 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 uh, and yeah i like to with other writers do you guys do you, do you show work to other people before it's I done I do yes I do and that helps I have the process. readers that, that is uh, the first readers of, of my work mm. and it's very very important and then with the years you of course also know how to react to what they say because right. they, what happened right you want them to be honest but maybe sometimes yeah, yeah. it hurts <laughs> yes and, and that's very difficult but but um, It is very important. Mm. It's absolutely important. And one of my problems with writing is that I'm really bad at editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what? what, what But is you're editing? never wrong when you throw anything. When you throw things away, just throw away. Right. You're never wrong. See, I'm bad at that. Sorry. See, I'm bad at that. I need to. I need yeah. to be better at throwing stuff away. Yeah, you just throw away. And yeah. if you can't throw away, that's that's might be because there's something you want to keep, and then. Mm. You know, yeah, the, yeah, Hemingway said the best thing is a uh, is a good shit detector and a bad childhood <laughs> <laughs> and booze, lots of booze. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, what is the process of editing for you? Are you are you are you laboring away. over things for a long times, or are you just throwing away until it's right? Well. Mm, I rewrite a lot. Hmm. I take a new sheet and I, if I'm hand writing, or I try to rewrite on the computer. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of editing because if you don't want to rewrite bad things, so that's that's a very good way to 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 edit. Um, so and do it ten times. You know, you can really edit that way. Um, translation is also very interesting because. Hmm. If you translate something and you you can't really translate it, then there might be a problem also. Right. And um, and God and knows translating Borges must be yeah. hard. <laughs> well, actually, I would say he was. He's not easy, of course, but he's such a good writer that the words are so precise mm, that that's right. That uh, and especially in his late works, it's like math. You know, you can just translate. Mm, but of course, I mean, then there's a lot of slang, and then then and his uh, gaucho <laughs> work. Then you have a lumfardo, which is a special, you know, gaucho dialect and stuff. But 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 on the other hand, he he is possible. Right. I, I I have been translating things that were more difficult actually. Hmm. From Spanish or what? From Italian and Spanish. Hmm. But but um, yeah, to to edit, I think to have a good. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, trash can. Trash can is the best uh, tool you can get. I'm definitely going <laughs> to learn from that because that is one of my major problems is I get really attached to things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing about throwing stuff away is you don't have to be attached it's to it. It's wonderful to throw things away. Well, you just take the part that's good. You don't have to throw away the good part. You know, no, exactly. That's the, exactly. that's the point. Yeah. And that's the thing because there's a lot of stuff that maybe didn't really need to be there anyways. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. that's tough. And that's the same yeah. for photography because yeah. if you go out and you shoot, let's just say, I don't know, 500 pictures. 
the way you edit that together is going to make a world of difference for what that project is. And, and, and it's got to be the same with words. You have to shoot off a lot of stuff to find out what it is that's sure, important. Sure, sure, sure. I agree. Now, um, what about the, just to wrap it up here, what about the public, uh, the public part of it, the reading, the, the interaction with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because um, that's, that's, that's a poetic tradition, which is not so much in the visual arts world, where you sure, stand in front of sure, people and you present sure. your works. And that's a very interesting situation, because then you're also, it's also a moment where you feel, is it really good enough, or is it? Can it stand this uh, it's moment? It's terrifying. It's it's terrifying, but I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I really like to read uh, public. Mm-hmm. Um, I I rehearse a lot before and I, I prepare myself by yourself. Yeah, I do, and um, and also tonight I, I practice for that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But um, but and being in Italy, I I, I have less access to that situation. Uh, but and it's something I I miss, you can say. Right. But um, on the other hand, uh, yeah, I, I it's actually also part of the editing, you can say that I'm reading aloud for myself, and it's often you don't want to read aloud something that is not good. So and it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. And if you're reading a book, I mean, any book, you, you, if something is really good, you can hear yourself read it aloud, mm. and that's because you like it. And um, so, so that's also a way to, to, yeah, to know your text is to, to read it aloud and 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 do it. To chew on it. Chew on it. Yeah. To hear it. It makes a lot of sense. I. Uh I think, I mean, I've read uh, poems aloud a couple of times yeah. when I was a teenager, and uh, I st- it kind of hurts if I think about it still. <laughs> you know, and that's because I didn't really, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't like what I did. What I had done, I had not uh, edited whatsoever. It was just one shot. All right, let's try this, you know. And that's how you learn. You know, yeah. that's a good way to learn. But... Um, there's an American comedian who has a saying which I really relate to, and he talks about standing on your sta- on the stage and eating your balls. Sure. Yeah. You know, and that's it, it, it's very yeah. visceral. Yeah. And and I I twice have stood on a stage and ate my balls, yeah. and it's uh, yeah. whew, it's not it's something a, you forget yeah, yeah, yeah. very soon. Yeah, you're naked and you are yeah you are exposed. Yeah, and uh, it's also a chance because it's it's uh, the text really becomes um, clear and. Uh, so that's why I also read them a lot before right. I publish. So right. Part of the workshopping. Yeah. And often you change, the, I mean, you change the text because you can hear it. So. That's where friends are, or at least, you know, even enemies. <laughs> having, having people who, who, who are there to take part in the process of, 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 of hammering it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that can be really important because you do need to you do need to eat your balls. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> you do need to eat your balls. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's part right. of being an artist, I think. Yeah. Oh, does it still happen? Do you still stand on stage and and uh, sometimes it just goes really terribly? <laughs> um, I do a lot of um, improvisation with music mm. and, and 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 words, and sometimes. That's the thing I love the most, 
and it is also the most frustrating because sometimes it's it's really you feel okay this time it, yeah I I had to eat it my balls wasn't right. yeah. <laughs> yeah and and uh, but it's that's also why improvisation is so interesting because you can really get somewhere you didn't know you could go and and um, and that's in the moment I mean so with that I I, I yeah I like it so much but I it's some that's sometimes the worst moments because right. they, you can really fall from a very high distance but well, that's that's also wonderful it goes back to yeah. where we started really with the idea that there's a physicality to work exactly, exactly. and that you have to fly into that window yeah. Yeah. in order sometimes yeah. to yeah, you see keep, you have to keep trying is. to go yeah. Yeah. suddenly suddenly somebody will open it and you will fly into this nice field of flowers and 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 it's rewarding. Yeah. But you'll always fly back anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will close the window. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I think we're about out of time here, aren't we? Yeah. Thank you Thank so you much for your much. time. Yeah. Thank you for very the conversation. Much appreciated. It was nice. Yeah. And good luck tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Undergang Armchair. The intro and outro music was kindly provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by Twin Musicom. You can find links to their music and tons of other conversations with great people on our poetry reading of a website, undergang.net. That is the portal to everything. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. You can find us. You can holler at us. You can uh, tell us what you think. If you do like the show, we would appreciate it if you'd take the time to leave a review on iTunes. It makes it so much easier for new listeners to find us. The show is produced in part with the kind support of the Danish Arts Council. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs>